temperature test him. He's been hot. Can you believe it? Eddie's back. All hail Eddie. What about this for ball inside? 50 control from nowhere. Control from 45 directly in front. The Blues are up by a kicky Have a look at him. Back there for Cripps. Spins out of traffic. Through one. Pass another. Jones is class. Gets it back from Betts. G'day Bluebaggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. It's your host Jed Zetzer here alongside my co-host and my good mate Harrison Hymans. Bolt, welcome to the show. Hey Zeus, another week. Another week. Uh, so Bolt, just let's do a little bit of housekeeping very quickly before we kick off the show. Very exciting. We've got the first instalment of our quarterly reviews coming up midweek. So yeah. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. We're not going to talk much about the list and what's happening at the club. So pure game analysis. Pure match analysis. Talk about the Twitter questions. Just go through everything to do with this week's match. Uh, and yeah, obviously the VFL match as well, but we won't uh, talk too much about what we did last week, which was more, you know, a bit of a list analysis and a review of what's going on at the club. That we will do midweek in our first installment of our quarterly list uh club reviews i guess we should call it now just very quickly bolt before we kick off the show what did you think of the crowd yesterday because the crowd against port wasn't great and we've hit 80k members what do you think of it yesterday Twenty nine thousand people and marvel stadium still locked out half the crowd mm. <laughs> i i thought the marvel staff were a joke it was a joke yesterday it took me so long to get in and it was for nothing yeah. It was ridiculous because at the end of the game, halfway through the fourth quarter, they got rid of the barriers. And Pete was, yeah, I walked out. So my seats were on were aisle 35 and they told me I had to enter at gate two, which was like behind the goals, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to walk all like, I had to walk around to the wing. I wasn't complaining, but like there's a gate at my aisle. There are oh, like literally gate, silly. is it gate five? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, so I went there first. Like, no, 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 you got to go to the other gate. And then at the end of the game, they just opened it up. It was a bit silly. There were a lot of people locked out um, for the start of the game. It was an absolute joke, but we'll get into the yes. game itself. Because we started okay. Our first quarter was pretty good, I thought. We ran with them. There, our first quarter, I was pretty impressed with because we played a completely different game style to what we did last week against Port Adelaide, I thought. A lot of loopy well, we handballs. Pro- we probably just executed... Our kicking was a bit better. I just thought we like outbodied them a bit around the footy. Like mm. early on, I thought our midfield was looking pretty good. We actually probably, you know, outbodied them for most of the game, bar a crazy twenty minutes in the second quarter. Really? A lot of a lot of run and carry, I guess, which was good to see. For sure, um, it's just disappointing because, like, I even tweeted at three quarter time. Our third quarter was brilliant, and we won the quarter by a point. Mm. I-, I thought we were great in the third quarter. Can I? Throw a couple questions your way. Yep. 
Um, Petrovsky Seedon moved into a new position, well, not a new position, a position we've seen him in before, but we haven't seen him in recently, and that was playing up the ground more of a midfield role. What were your thoughts, and where would you like to see him play next week? Um, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Mm. Better just, than, is, is it better than what it was when he was down back? Yes, because he doesn't right, have to have the accountability of defending as much. Okay. So you'd prefer him there? Oh, I'm not saying I do or I don't. It's just like he takes that, you know, shut down, you know, back, you know, pure lockdown defensive role out of his game. He's just, his kicking's not damaging. He does. It's actually a genuine thing. Petreski Seedon doesn't keep the ball more than 20 meters. And I'm not it's just like, there's no spark to his game. There's no, like, there's no real cause for excitement. Mm. They use him though. Like I didn't Cripps, love it. Cripps, I, I thought yeah. Cripps used him quite a bit last night. A couple of occasions where Cripper handballed it to him. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It just he didn't do it for me. I don't. They'll give him another shot there next week. They have to. No, they will. They will. You they can't. Will. You can't. They will. They will. He'll play there next week, but he just he's really just another player at the moment, isn't he? Mm. It's a bit frustrating. He is. He is. Uh, Look, it's... It's good to see they made a move. He drowned last week against Port Adelaide. I'm going to give him another week. I want to look at another couple of weeks. I, I think he hasn't played in the midfield for so long. You need to give him time to adapt. I'll put it like, this we way. We can't expect immediate... We couldn't have expected him to play that well I yesterday. I thought he was better on the wing yesterday than Cottrell. Mm. So... Do you think... Cottrell was out before Petrovsky seated. Do you think that Cottrell will get dropped off that performance? Um, it wasn't great. You his know, last, I'm a cultural fan. His last two weeks haven't been great. Mm. They really haven't. Um, it'll be interesting. It depends who's ready to come back in, I guess. So I just want to touch on this because I said I wanted to touch on this on the show, but actually we're going to do this. We're going to do this on the quarterly review. Okay. I want to talk about the enormity of the selection dilemma that is unfolding at our football club mm-hmm. because we're in a position and as I said you blue bags you got to wait for the midweek episode that's coming out to hear more about this because I don't want to touch on it too much today but we are there's an enormous selection dilemma whereby we've got players in our 22 who if there was anyone outside of the team who could replace them would be replacing them in a heartbeat. And I'm not naming names, but I think there's a solid couple players in our team who are not playing well enough to justify holding their spot in the team, but they're holding their spot because there's no one to come in and replace them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think that's got to be a given, though. But it's a massive dilemma. Yeah. And it's, and it's usually when you hear selection dilemma, it's usually a good thing. Like, oh, who's going to take this spot? They've got so many available. This is the complete opposite. Yeah, it just shows the lack of depth on the list. We're going to talk about that midweek bolt. Yep. Stay tuned, Blue Baggers. Uh, massive, massive discussion on our list. Uh, back to this week's game. Well, it's it's all it's really this season's <laughs> turning out to be a two man show. You know, Walsh and H. Mm. They are outstanding. How good was Sam Walsh? Oh, he's, now he's bonkers. He's want, unbelievable, Walsh. But I want to ask you a couple of things about last night. <laughs> yeah. Now, 
you had a couple to drink and you yeah you did come up to me and a couple of our other mates and you said H could win the John Coleman. <laughs> I did say it, didn't I? Like that. <laughs> you, you, you came up and you were pointing your finger, you were wagging it in the air, and you said, hang on a second, H could win the John Coleman and he, he could, could be all Australian. The, he could. And you went on, and then one of our mates just looked at you like, mate, relax. And you said, well, hang on a second. His favourite. His, his favourite's win with the bookies. He's played on a Lear. He's played on Moore. He's played on Bolter. Bolter. Andrews. Andrews. He's had all the big ones. Yeah, he's on track for an 80-goal season at this rate. And as you said, last night, H could win the John Coleman. Was that something you said <laughs> when you were drunk and didn't think too much about it? Or do you actually H believe it? H could win it? the John Coleman. Sam Walsh could win the Chaz Brownlow. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon he can win it? Yeah, 100%. I genuinely think he can win the Coleman. You reckon he will? I, I think he will win it if he's on the, on the park, yeah. Huge. Yeah. Imagine yeah. What, what it would do to the club having a Coleman medalist and, how out of the and, and an all-Australian full forward. How out of the boy would that be? If I would have told you Harry Mackay was going to win I'll tell the- you what, it makes the contract that he's going to sign probably he's adds, adds really a zero to the end he's of playing, his contract. To be honest, when Harry Mackay is not on the ground, <laughs> we know not quite we're going to score. Can I just ask you... Yes. With his co- with his contract, because he won't sign it now. There's no ways he'll sign it until the end of the year. When's he out of contract? This year. Okay. There's no ways he'll sign it until the end of the year because that would be negligent by his manager. You've got to see more of this unfold and increase his worth. Yeah, I think so is, Carlton if, will know. Let me ask you something. If H wins the Coleman yeah. and is all Australian, yeah. is he a million dollar man? No. At his age, doing it at such a young age. Nah, nah. I don't think Steady. he is. I don't think he is, but I think there will be... There will be They'll probably I, want I think f- he's gonna, four he's, mil over five to 800. Well, I think if, if, if Zach Williams is on 800 and McGovern is on 800, if McGovern's on 800 and plays the same position, H is going to be saying, give me a mil. Yeah. They, like, he's not going to get it. They, the club aren't going to give him a mil a year. But he has to be on minimum eight. I'm pretty confident he'll be playing at Carlton though next year. Yeah. Oh, you'd like to hope so. A uh, couple more questions about the game yesterday. And then we're actually going to bring in a special guest as well. I forgot to mention. Uh, we've got a very special guest coming on the show uh, later on. First of the season as well. It is our first For the guest. match review. We've tried to establish a bit of a partnership before we get these guests on this year and uh, definitely we'll be getting some guests on as the season progresses. Our first one is going to be Adam Voglis. Now, he's behind Back to the Bench TV. They do great stuff, especially on game day. I'm sure you've seen their fan cams out of the, outside of the stadiums after matches. Uh, quite a big account on Instagram. They're doing great things, round reviews, guests, and fan cams. So we're having our Adam Voglis on. He's a big blue bagger to talk about the match, but that'll come a bit later on in the show. Uh, back to the game this week, Bolt. So Eddie kicked three behinds. Mm, big moments crucial, of the match. Yeah. My question to you is, as it stands right now, before the media come out and have their bit to say during the week. Are you going to be playing? If you're the coach, are you playing bets against the Bombers? Um, God, it's so tough, isn't it? Mm, it is. Because like those, the three he missed, he could, you know, 
eight out of ten times he kicks all three. Mm. I reckon he does play next week. It's tough. There was a similar situation at Richmond whereby Daniel Rioli had a similar game. He kicked zero goals four mm. and they dropped him. But it's like, you know, it's really tough. I bet did more than, you know, like Gibbons or someone like that yesterday, you know, ahead of the footy. I, I don't so know. So Gibbons tagged Rich, didn't he? Yeah, you said that. Well, I sort of noticed that. Not very well. No. And Gibbons only had five touches. Rich was great. <clears throat> uh, Hold on, but with bets. Like, is always... Okay, I, I know, can, you know, t- I, I know it's a bit short-sighted, you know, to want Betts playing more footy right now than always. But in terms of going out... I hate Essendon. It's like, this is like grand final week this week. <laughs> we have to play to win. Pick the team to win. Is always actually going to contribute more to a win than what Betts will? Do you get what I mean? Uh, yeah, and I, I don't think so. I don't know, though. Uh, we'll do our VFL sort of review we'll do it very soon but um, just in short I don't think Owies had the best game yesterday considering true because you went to the VFL considering we scored 140 odd points uh, I don't think he had a great game uh, if I'm being totally honest and I can say that because I'm, 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 I like Matt Owies I think he's I think he deserves to have probably played more games to date he probably should have been given a couple more games than he has so far but at the end of the day, we scored 154 points yesterday. We kicked 24 goals. And, yeah, I mean, always didn't kick one. So, yeah, I, I just don't know. He also had 0-3 in the reserves yesterday. So, I don't know if that justifies selection, personally. I think Betts will play. I don't think you can bring in a small forward if they haven't kicked any goals the week prior. Mm. It was so fun. That set shot. He missed a similar one against Melbourne round two last year mm. to put us in front. Oh. It was a very... That's what I was thinking it when he was having that yes, shot. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. A mm. uh, couple more questions. Thoughts on the back line and what you thought of Stocker's game? Back line, I thought Wiedering and Jones were excellent. Yep. I thought Wiedering was... Well, that's per usual. Wiedering's ball use is brilliant. I thought they were both very good yesterday. Um, Stocker... I didn't notice him that much, to be completely honest. Do you reckon that's more a good thing than it is a bad thing, though? Especially but he played when a bit more lockdowns, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, as in he was almost the last defender like in our back line. It's the like deepest. Bryce Gibbs 2008 vibes. 2007 vibes, even. That first year under Pagan playing in the back pocket. Um, Shaped up to be a pretty good career. <laughs> yeah. Gibbs. Um, baggers. Um, yeah. Nah, Stocker. He was he like... He was okay. He'll play next week. I'll put it to you this way. I thought he was one of our best players in the second quarter. The ball was being fired in there, and I, I could I could name you five occasions where he was spoiling it, tackling well, um, more just getting himself in the way of the Brisbane forwards. Yeah. I thought, no, he, I thought he was one of our better players in the second quarter. Do you quarter. think his performance was better than Parks' first game? Do you think his, thing. Do you think his footy was better than Parks? Same thing. I think it's. I think it was probably better than than Williamson. No, no, it was definitely better than Williamson because he didn't make me lose my hair. But so I, I think for the team structure of Parks is about. I think Parks is to get in that team. Oh, I agree. Parks is in the team. Um, Parks is good. And you called this last week, and you're so right. You were you were right at the time, and you're right in retrospect now that we've watched the game. We had to play McGovern in the back line. McGovern was okay yesterday, but we wasted Adam Saad. On Charlie Cameron. Mm. We completely wasted probably our 
most dangerous weapon, playing full back, complete lockdown. We had to have Plowman playing tall on um, McStay. It was an absolute disaster. What happened there? It's so I, amateur. I that- don't get it. I don't get it because Plowman usually beats Cameron. I know. So we why did they not play him? Because on? the time where in 2019 where we smashed them, we would have had Marchbank playing that game. He did play that game, Marchbank. Mm. And last year we had um, McGovern played in the back line. So we had the three to cover plus Plowman. Mm. And we've always said it. You've been hot on this. You've always said Plowman plays better when he plays small. Yeah, he does. Except that Collingwood game. It was disgusting earlier this year. But, you know... Usually, mm. I prefer him small. Mm. It was very frustrating just watching Saad get sucked into the goal square and not be able to run and carry. I didn't notice him that much. It was, yeah, it was. It was. It was. They completely. The club completely burnt Adam Saad mm. on no, the weekend. I, I, I agree. And we're coming up to the Saad showdown. Is what I'm dubbing it this week. The yeah. Saad showdown. Bring your HSPs to the footy because <laughs> shit, if Adam Saad gets onto a big raking left foot and kicks one from 55, my bloody mayo and barbecue sauce chips will be up in the air. Like, it's, it's going to be mega. The AFL Reserve is going to have no idea what hits it if Saad gets that left foot bombing against Essendon. And they, they are going to be feral, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, they're oh, this, is a, this is actually a great story. I've got to share this on the podcast. This is a bit of like an old man's moment. I went to the Anzac Day game by myself today. How was it? It was good. It was good. It was actually a great game. I sat there by myself and I was in the middle. There was an Essendon fan either side of me. And then there was Essendon fans in front of me. And I... Um, um, so, basically, Nick Hind went on this run um, late in the last quarter and this Essendon bloke in front of me I was by myself remember like neutral I hadn't spoken a word all day yeah. and this bloke in front of me goes oh who needs Sard I've never been more triggered in my life and I'm thinking they're going this a week before the game next week is going to be frightening so I think I'm going to boo Nick Hine next week <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to Classic, yeah. classic. But um, we need Sardi off the leash next week. I think it's hilarious. Essendon fans, they, they actually they actually think that Hines better than Sardi, or at least as good as him. Oh, it, just, it helps them sleep at night. I wouldn't like it if one of my best players went to Essendon. So, I'm, you know, yeah. struggle straight for him. But they got their win out of the bag. So, hopefully, next week's massive for us. But, and I liked the fact that Zach Williams went back in the second half yesterday as well. So, I'm a big believer he should be playing in the I'm back glad line. You, I'm glad you brought that up. Zach Williams. How... And I'm seeing so many people on Twitter bash him. How can we possibly expect him to play well if he's being, to, if he's being forced to play everywhere on the ground every week? Yeah. Well... They throw him around. People say we recruited him as a midfielder. That was maybe our intentions of where to play him. But we recruited him coming off the halfback flank. That's where he played, you yeah. know, 95% of his games at the Giants. I just think with Zach Williams, it's like, like find him a spot on the ground and play him there. Don't throw him around. He's played forward. He's played midfield. He's now played back. He obviously hasn't been great. Like we can acknowledge that, but they can't expect him to set the world on fire if he's just being thrown everywhere. Like, yeah. how do you expect the guy to get any continuity in his game? Yeah, no, I play him halfback flank. That's a bit more natural for him. He runs a bit, you know. At least to get him into form and then get his confidence up and then move him into the middle. Yeah. 
Um, no, I do agree. Well, let's very quickly do our VFL review. Yes. So, this is probably... I'm actually going to say, not probably, this is the most bizarre match, almost of footy full stop, but mm. definitely VFL that I've ever been to. Yeah. Carlton kicked the first 11 goals of the game in the first quarter. So it was 67 to 0 in the first quarter. Okay? Mm. Brisbane then kicked a couple. Carlton kicked one. Anyway, it was 73 to 18 at quarter time. Bonkers. A 40-minute quarter. And also, maybe give insight to our listeners, because you've told me what the coach said to him at quarter time. Daniel O'Keefe. This is great insight. So, So should we... Yeah, no, you go. They're up 73 to 18 at quarter time. And I was sort of... You know, the fans are allowed onto the ground um, to listen to the coaches speak at quarter time so people came on I'm standing there on the outside of the pack and Daniel O'Keefe unleashed on him 73 to 18 up he goes the last five minutes that should sting three goals conceded we should be stinging and I'm thinking that is just awesome coaching like the last three goals should have stung they they could have held Brisbane scoreless in the first quarter and you know, whilst he gave them heaps of credit and really got around him before he sent them back out, he was absolutely filthy that we'd conceded the last three goals of the quarter. Because momentum's a dangerous thing in football. And you know what happened? Brisbane then yeah. went to kick on the first seven of the second. I saw. So, a 73-point first quarter. At one point of the game, I think it was 74-61. to 61, So, then Brisbane were right back in it. In the second quarter. Yep. So Carlton were up 67 to 0 and then it was like 74 to 61 in the next quarter. That is crazy. So, but then it gets more crazy because... Was there a breeze? Because Carlton then kicked 10 goals after that moment. So he kicked 10 goals in the second half to three. Yeah, yeah. So it's just nuts. We ended up winning the game by about, I think it was like six, 70 points. Um 69 points, which was huge. And key contributors from that game? There wasn't a breeze. There wasn't a breeze. I didn't think there was, at least. Um, It was more just complete momentum swings. But anyways, uh, the key players on the day, Will Setterfield was Carlton's best. He had 12... Ben Crocker was Carlton's best. But we'll talk about the the Carlton-listed players. Will Setterfield was our best. 25 touches. He had 10 tackles, 7 marks, 6 inside 50s. He was huge. Uh... And I'm gonna I'm gonna say Setterfield played really well without playing great. It wasn't like like was, was like, the form that you'd pick him in off. Well, like he's clearly gonna be the first picked out of our performers. But I'll say it's not like Stocker where you're like, all right, well he has to come in off okay, that. Okay, yeah. It's not the same level. So he's not picking himself. No, nah, it's not like like he probably did what he needed to do to get back in the team, but he didn't do what he needed to do to shout his name into the change rooms and say, get yeah. him in. It wasn't yeah. that type of a performance. It was solid. It's what we should be getting from Setterfield yeah, sure. at VFL level. But it's what we got at the end of the day. And Dow's first game back in the twos this year? Yeah, so here's what I thought of Dow and O'Brien, because I thought they had similar games. A lot of people will say, like, yeah, they were excellent. Part of a foot. Was Dow playing in the guts, like center stoppages and... Played the same role he would in the AFL team. So, he was playing up forward as well. Okay. So, he definitely had some... Not much, but he definitely had some time up forward. Uh, I'll put it to you this way. They looked comfortable at the level. 
certainly... I thought O'Brien stood out more than Dow did. I'll be honest. I thought O'Brien stood out more than Dow. And I think Dow played well, but by absolute no means should that match get him back into the AFL team. Like, they've dropped him to work on his game and, you know, clean up a few things and find some confidence and form. He didn't do that in one week. So I'd, I'd be spewing if Dow played next week in the AFL team. Unless we had significant injuries and had to, I'd be spewing. Because really, not off that performance. He needs... He needs probably a month worth of good performances like that. Fair enough. And the other one that we you said that was going to um, get closer selection. He hasn't been in the well, Sam Ramsey has been. Has he been in the emergency yet? I don't know. I don't think so. How was he though? So it's interesting. I think he definitely isn't an accumulator. I don't think he's an accumulator. He's more of a you know weapon when he's got the ball in hand. Uh, his stats yesterday weren't anywhere near as good as what they've been for the year. Uh, but he had 15 disposals, five inside 50s, four marks and six tackles, and he kicked a goal. So it was a very well-rounded game uh, from Sam Ramsey. And look, like he was probably you know among the better players on the ground, even though he didn't get a heap of the ball, because when he gets the ball, like something happens. He's so good with the footy. So yeah, like I actually really liked what I saw from him. Probably once again, not like I'm going to be honest, like. You look at the game yesterday, and they're, like Setterfield's probably the only one who you're saying, yeah, you got to pick. The rest are like, you know, not really worthy yeah. of picking them. But very quickly, I want to talk about O'Brien. Um, so, I don't think they use him enough. I think this is the issue. I don't think they look for him. Because O'Brien runs so well. Like, he is undoubtedly probably the best runner that we've got. Like, he was a state runner when in his draft year. Like, he is... Yep. He's an elite runner. They don't look for him. Because I was noticing it yesterday. He runs up and down, and he just literally... The, his opponent can't run with him. So, he often... Half the time, he's free. They don't look for him. And when they do look for him... Like, I know this is VFL level, but yesterday, when they looked for him, he was running up the wing beautifully, hitting up targets in, inside 50. Like, he was really good when he had the ball yesterday. Mm. I think if he played an AFL game, what I would want David Teague to say to the boys going into the match is... Look for him. Use him. He's such a good runner. You've got to use him. Because I don't. I think in the AFL team, they almost try not to give it to him because he's probably one of the worst well, I'm players I'm pretty in the sure team. we did mention that after round one. There were a couple of times where he was out on the wing. Yeah, he was free. Yeah. I, I think he can outrun most players. Just use him. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him in the AFL team again. Not, not this week, but, you know, if he can put through another two performances like he did on the weekend, then he's probably putting his hand up very quickly before we get Adam Voglis on. Josh Honey yep. was awesome. How big is he again? So, mate, he's he's probably bigger than most think. He's 186. So, he's not... Like, oh, so he's not KPP, no, he's not, though. No, 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 he's not a KPP whatsoever. But he's also... He doesn't play like a bet. No, no, I know that. He's not like, a small... Like he's sauce. Like, he's like sauce. Yeah. But he is so strong. Like, you never... You, no, like, at VFL level, they're not going to beat him in a contest. There's no ways. Yeah, we've, he, we've got to organise a dinner for you and Josh, honey. <laughs> no, I really like him. So strong around the ball. So he had a oh, huge... I, I know you like him. Had a huge third quarter yesterday where yeah. he kicked 2-2 in the quarter. Um, I think he had like eight touches in that quarter. He took five marks yesterday, three inside 50s, three tackles, earned two free kicks. So he was, he was big. Uh, but yeah, uh, would like to probably see Setterfield come in. Uh, Bolt, let's get Adam Voglis on the show. And dive into the Twitter questions. Dive into it. Let's go. 
Adam Voglis is behind. Back to the bench TV. They're doing great things uh, at the ground after the match. They do awesome fan cams. They've got guests, round reviews. They're doing it all. Back to the bench. Adam, welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Cheers, boys. Glad to be on. Um, yeah, love the support there. And um, glad to be on. Love what you guys are doing um, at Blues Footy Podcast. Love your weekly reviews. And glad to have a chat today. Cheers, mate. Um, initial thoughts from the game? First thoughts, you know, after walking out of Marvel? To be honest, another, just another very miserable performance. Um, yeah, overall, we just weren't there on the day. Um, a few times, it looked like we were coming back. Obviously, Mackay kicked a few in a row, and then uh, Walsh tried to do us back in, but every time it looked close, Brisbane just too good for us, and just sort of proved that we're nothing more than a middle table side, I guess, and Brisbane are just too good for us. Yeah, they probably are a class above us. Um, should we get into the Twitter questions? So I reckon, so the usual go is, I think, do you want me to read the, the questions out this week? You happy yeah. to? Yeah, all right. I'm usually yeah. the responder, so here we go. Yeah. Because I've nah. got the computer up here. No, nah, read them out. <laughs> um, this this is is let's foreign. change roles a bit this, this week, Bolt. <laughs> foreign for me. Hold on. I'm going to do the reading. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> let's see. Can we call him the narrator? I've lost <laughs> I've lost. My bearings. <laughs> Here they are. Alrighty. First question from Brett Cox. Thought Cunningham and Stockard did enough to keep their spots. Was disappointed in Nunes' game. Think he might be due for a week off, especially if Setters or Lockie O'Brien get a call up after a good VFL performance. Surely Levi's out as soon as TDK is ready. He's still struggling big time. I think Casbolt's the big one. What are your boys' thoughts on him? Adam, do you want to let us know your thoughts on Levi? Levi, yeah. Um... This year has been pretty disappointing. Hasn't really hit the scoreboard much. Um, hasn't really had that presence around the ground. Obviously, he's not sure he's contested marking and he hasn't really bring that attribute um, to the team this year. Um, I don't know if it's an injury. I heard start of the year carrying some sort of niggle. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's whether it's that or maybe perhaps he just passed it. Um, I don't know, but Levi, pretty obviously, is out of form. And the problem is we don't really have much depth coming through to cover a guy like him at the moment. Um, obviously, he brings a lot in terms of a role player. He, he can go in the ruck and chop out, whereas now we don't have a second ruck. So it's a tough one. But I think at this stage, we persist due to the lack of depth. But yeah, he needs to lift his game. I think that I think that is the key. Like The lack of depth means Casbold mm. has to play. Mm. As in, let's, let's not beat around the bushes. Casbold is a complete liability at the moment. Yeah. This is the issue because we just don't have anyone to come in. He didn't take a mark yesterday. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I, yeah, because I like to add, like, obviously, Mackay, um, I looked today at our, our goal scorers this year, and it's Mackay with 22, um, and the next one's like Gibbons with six, and then yeah. Caswell with five. And if you look at that, you think no Mackay, no Carlton, and it's kind of at the tail of our season. Um, and I just think he needs more support, and Caswell's not providing that. Yeah, no, well, it's a fair call. Um, look, right. I, I said it to you, Bolt, yesterday. Levi's killing us. He's it's very hard to carry him at the moment. He's killing us because it's just... Oh, it's not even, like, he doesn't... It's not the fact that he doesn't do anything. It's just, it's it's everything about him. Like, we desperately need him to be playing good footy. 
desperately needed to be playing good footy and he just isn't and it's killing us no it's it's very unfortunate next question <laughs> next question you're loving this yeah. I love it <laughs> boy oh boy might become a weekly thing here RS Grasso why is Cripps making such poor decisions it's not like him and Doherty will be smashed again this week on here but it's not his output that's a problem because he's going well in that regard it's the moments that have crept into his game that are hurting and yeah, I couldn't agree more, to be honest. Doherty, Doherty's not playing badly. He's just, it's not the Doherty. Right. Yeah. Nah, I, I know. Adam, what are your thoughts on the Doc? Um, Doherty, he's a funny one because when you look at the stat sheet, he's at 28, I think, at 92% efficiency. So you're looking, looking at that, you're thinking, wow, Doherty, he's a, he's a blinder. But we actually watch him closely. He was pretty, he was pretty poor defensively. I, I watched... Um, him and his man closely. I can't remember who he was playing on, but um, just easily getting away from him, poor defensive pressure, tackling wasn't up to it, and although we didn't get the ball of the back half, a lot of it's really cheap kicks, keep them at a kick sideways, and not really providing much um, in terms of attacking and running a fast back. So um, I guess Doherty is a skipper, you back him in, but he needs a lift as well. He does need a lift. I, I, I tweeted this morning I just think the, and I think we've spoken about it the way the game's played now because it's so quick it makes it so much harder for him just to set up and play behind the ball like he was doing in 2016 and 17 so mm. I think Doherty I don't know he, he look Doherty's not the issue it's just yeah, no, we know there's way more output we can get from Sam Doherty yeah yeah he's the captain of the club um, next one this is a great tweet as well um, Tim W <laughs> should Carlton get the three other traditional Vic big clubs and team up with four interstate clubs and set up a Super League begin- <laughs> beginning to think that this is the only way we'll manufacture a finals appearance <laughs> well that the irony because it looks like this guy goes for West Ham in his thing <laughs> so <laughs> it's a great tweet though the, we, so the- we are the West Ham at the moment Say that again. We are the new West Ham. We're just irrelevant now. Yeah, well, <laughs> West, West Ham's having a good right. season. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being where they yeah, are right now. Right. But um, yeah, look, set up a Super League. Yeah, I'll <laughs> inquire during the week. Um, I'll speak to my good friends at Real Madrid. Um, Michael, see, you've been doing this for a while, so you've got all the surnames down pat, the pronunciations. <laughs> this is my Cerebolo. Cerebolo, you know it. Yeah, I know Michael, of course. <laughs> Oh God! He writes. He's a great one. He writes in every week. Yeah. One of the big followers. We Just shows him. that when you speak, I sometimes listen, sometimes don't. <laughs> no, we love him at the podcast. Alrighty, if I can, so Michael Cerevolo, if if I can take one positive from the game, it's that Harry Mackay has all the tools to be the best forward in the game. Imagine him at the Dogs; he'd be very scary at the Dogs. And we've spoken about him. Adam, can he win the Coleman? Uh, of course he can. I mean, I think he's second now. I haven't checked. I haven't checked tonight, but when I checked this afternoon, he was second behind Tex. So nah, he is. Of course, he's coming out. But, he's second. Um, yeah, he's second. So it's all mental for him, I guess. We've seen, we've seen him come into games. You know, sometimes you won't get, a, you know, much of it. And then some games
No, I do agree. Just just very quickly, I just want to point out, if we're if we're pronouncing anyone's names wrong that we read out on the Twitter questions... Yes, let us know. Let us know. Shoot us a message. I don't like, I don't want a whole Nick Dugan, Nick Dugan issue yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> seriously, because that's not the easiest surname to pronounce. I could be pronouncing that wrong. Um, Saravalo, Saravalo. I, I, I'm not... I want to get it right. So, if we're getting it wrong, let us know on our socials. Jed is our modern day Lucy Zellick. Um... <laughs> Um, this is also a great tweet, and this is one I'm going to retweet right now on the Blues footy account. Darren Hodge, not recruiting a third actual ruckman once Cruz retired is hurting us at the moment. Brad Pitt tries hard, but he's not a number one ruckman. He just doesn't contribute anything around the ground, and we don't get dominant. And we don't get dominant. And he doesn't dominate the hitouts. So yeah, we've spoke. I think like he's a good second ruck. We've just. You know, he's the first ruck because there's no TDK. We had to get a third, though. We did. We said it the entire preseason. Mm. They had to get a third. What are your thoughts on the pit, Adam? Uh, the pit, yeah, same as um, Harry. I guess he, he's just a second ruck, but he's not your... I don't think many sides would have him as the number one ruck, but he can provide a good contest around the ground. Um, he can win the hit-outs, um, as we've seen this year. I think he's a fifth from hit-outs in the comp, so I guess he's pretty good in that regard, but... As an overall footballer, he's not great. I mean, around the ground, he's not great possession-wise. Um, yeah, he's not he's not really much of an influence on the ground. So he's 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 he's, he's number one ruckman. We know that. We know the conning should come in for him, and I think it shows um, the club definitely did make a mistake not getting another ruckman in the trade period this year, even drafting another ruckman. And I think they just have a lot of confidence on the conning really elevating the game this year and. Now that he's injured, we've had to, you know, deal with Pernod being on the ruckman this year. I think De Koning's going to be right around the corner in terms of his return to footy, isn't he, Jed? I think. Yeah, he said yesterday he's a week away. So. Okay, well, that's great because you know, Pernod. I, I watched Andrew Phillips play today, and I take Pernod over Phillips. Yeah, for sure. As in Pernod's a much better second. Pernod, like he has. I, I thought he was okay against Port. He's got a bit of a physical presence, Mister Worldwide. Next question, Bolt. Um. But yeah, no, that third ruckman had to do it. Mm. Um, Rao, R-A-L. When our rucks perform poorly, so does Cripps thoughts. And he's trying to do more in his weak areas because of it. It's an interesting point he brings up. So I was listening to the Dylan Buckley podcast this week and uh, Bucks had Cripper on. Shout out to Bucks, by the way. Great, great show. Great Carlton family. Yes. So he had Cripper on and he asked Cripper... If he could take one player in the comp, who would it be? And Cripper said Nick Natanui. Now, he also gave credit to the pit, but he just said in this, the way that the game's evolved, especially this year with the new rules, it just makes a mammoth difference if you've got a good ruckman and one where you're getting first use of the ball. So, whoever made that comment, who was it again, Bolt? Was it Rao? Who made the Twitter comment? Oh, yeah, Rao. Yeah. Um, I first said Matt Rao because he was oh, on that no. same podcast. Yeah, he was on that body. Yeah, no, but yeah, good. Uh, well done pointing that out about Cripper because, uh, yeah, I have to agree. I think Cripps plays better with a better ruck. Next question, Bolts. Alrighty. Um, Peter Carrick. Peter, we love Peter. Another one of the regulars. Yes, I know. I know that. We've got to go for beers with these guys and the girls. Oh, AFL members, that's where I am. Um <laughs> Is it time to reassess the game plan if we have one? Why play three tours when two of them can't get a kick? Um, it, it's definitely really time. It, all, the game plan... What do you think, Jettison? The game plan is just... 
Uh, it's just it's too erratic for my liking. I'm I'm gonna give my quick thoughts and then I'm gonna ask Adam because I'm interested to hear what he has to say because we talk about it every week. Yeah. Just very quickly, my thoughts. I think the game plan yesterday was certainly better than what we've seen. It was certainly better than against we Port. Did, we moved it better. I think we went out there yesterday with a structure and a plan. I just don't think it worked. But I, I was happy. Like, it's going to sound weird. I was a lot happier after yesterday's game than I was the week before. Oh, cause, for sure. Because I thought that we had... that. There was a. You could clearly see there was a structure. You could clearly see there was a game plan. I'm not saying it worked. Because for the better part of the game, it didn't work. But... I just think it was good to see... I think the coaching was better this week than it was last. Mm, oh, no. What are your thoughts, Adam? Um, well, we keep hearing David Teague say, we'll, we'll play the Carlton way. And to be honest, I can't really comprehend what that actually means. I mean, the whole season, maybe yesterday was probably better, as you said, but the whole season, I haven't really been able to see a consistent working game plan. Um Obviously, we talk about we talk about Teague making changes. Uh, he's very stubborn in game. I didn't really notice him make many changes yesterday. Obviously, maybe Cunningham got a run in there, um, but apart from that, we didn't really change anything else. It's always the same: Cripps, Walsh, Williams, Kuno on ball, and then when it, when it doesn't go our way, we just stick to that same plan and expecting a different result, which will not come. So, yeah, it's interesting. I just want to very quickly say when it comes to Teague, I think when he joined the club, I was calling him the master improviser because we were going down every week by five goals and coming back and either winning or getting really close. So I was saying his changes mid-match are amazing. I feel like that was I, never I think it's changed. sustainable though. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, that's not what you want. I'm no. not saying it's what you want. I'm just saying that's what I thought originally with him, yeah. that he was a master improviser. I think now it's changed. I almost think it's flipped. Well, I don't know, yeah. but I've got no issue, you know, with obviously with the current mid, like, you know, considering who we've got playing in the team with your big four being Kerno, Cripps, Walsh and, um, well, I guess Williams to the extent, but I don't know. It's just, I actually thought Cunningham was okay. Uh, yeah, I thought Cunningham actually, was good. Let's yesterday. talk. A, let's talk about Cunningham. I, I, I actually did not mind him on the ball yesterday. I, I, th- I, I th- liked. I, yeah, no, I thought he was. I, no, he just, was, he'll play. He'll play. Just before I ask Adam for his thoughts on Cunningham, I'm going to read out his stats. Because his stats won't set the world on fire, but he was. I good. know, he but I'm going to. How many disposals do you reckon he had, Bolt? Twelve. Uh, wasn't quite twelve. He had seventeen. Okay, but he went at eighty-two percent efficiency. Uh, he had. He got a lot of the ball in between the arcs, I feel. Well, I was going to say, he had only the two marks, but 13 pressure acts. Uh, he had six score involvements. So from the midfield, I thought that was really good. Uh, a couple of tackles, four clearances as well, so, and six inside 50s. Yeah, there you go. So, good game. Adam, what were your thoughts on him? Yeah, I guess 17 as far as it's a pretty good tackle considering he plays solely in midfield. He played sort of a forward and midfield role. So, you take 17 and... We start, all his touches were pretty damaging. I mean, um, he set up Murphy's goal, I remember, with that handball through traffic. Yes. Uh, he did some good run-down tackles. I think he did one or two, which were really crucial at, um, at one point in the game. And just his overall, yeah, his overall attack on the ball was a lot better. He wasn't, uh, m- most of the time he's coming here, he, he gets knocked because he, he goes in and out of games. And I thought he was a lot more consistent this week. And yeah, great game for him. He definitely should be in the seniors yeah, every week. Beautiful. Next question um, from a good mate of mine, a good mate of ours down here at the Boys Footy Podcast, Ryan Rothschild. Um, simple one for you boys. Is Teague under the pump? 
Yeah, Hard to say no. No, it's a good question, Rothy. Uh, we love Rothy. And yeah, I think that I think that at this point, Teague is under the pump. I don't think he's... It's interesting because I don't think he's close to being sacked. No, no, no. But in terms of the club... We're in the context under- of image, they can't sack him. No, it's just in no, terms of he, like the no, season. No, no. We're two and four. He's under the no, pump. No, yeah, he's under the pump. He would yeah. just need a change in results. Um, I'll get to the next one though. Because um, I don't like speaking about that. Um, this is a very interesting tweet from Bibby Bennett. Is it worth just playing a guy like Setterfield as a Grig second ruck and dropping Levi, who has been out of form since last year? Hard to watch a key position forward not being able to hold a mark. That's a very interesting question. What, are, you, forward. what are your thoughts, Adam? Well, I mean, I don't think it's the answer to our problem at the moment. I guess it could work, but... Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know what to say. Sort of, I guess we've seen Sean Grigg do that, and it's worked. I guess switch him on a flag with that um, tactic. But, yeah, give it a try, I guess. Well, uh, so, I, so, so next week, we've got Essendon, who will probably ruck... With Phillips as the number one. Yeah. And then the number two yeah. will be some type of rotation of like Peter Wright and maybe Nick Cox around the ground. So if there's any week you're going to want to, you know, get a really undersized second. I'm not, they, they won't do it, but it's Look, a great thought to put out there. I, I love, like it. I love that tweet. Someone even said Kennedy could even play that now, role. Now, this is my, because I'm really? hot on this. I know we've just said, especially with Crips, that we need first use of the ball, but I actually love it. I, I, I just think. Casbolt's killing us. Oh no, this the, will only be the, for like 10% of the game. The, right? only, when your second the there. only issue is with that is that, well, who are we kicking to up forward when H is off the ground? Well, yeah, that's. Because that's. Well, Le- McGovern. well Levi's yeah. been. Levi's our second tall. He doesn't. He he's not just in the team to pinch it. I don't know. Richmond plays. But without Richmond, you can't compare us to Richmond. Next one, Bolt. That was a great question, though. I liked that. Um, Ken Taylor. Interesting comparison. Brisbane and Carlson finished last and second last in 2015. In 2016 and 2017, the Lions finished second last and last, and no one wanted to be there. Look at what they've achieved since, and then take a look at our once proud club. The criticism at the moment is fair. I just think with Brisbane, I'll start on this, because I just think the type of personnel that Brisbane brought into their club through the draft, these bigger midfield bodies... You know, the berries. How good was McCluggage yesterday? Yeah. He was an absolute Rolls Royce. You know, he was unbelievable. And even like Mitch Robinson, a really, you know, big body. You know, they, you know they've, they went and got Lockie Neal. They went and got Charlie Cameron. They're a tough These, outfit. They are. They, Jared Lyons, another big body. Just, they really are. Compared I think, to who we recruited, we recruited the smaller bodies like Petrovsky Seedon and Fisher and Philp yeah. and, you know, O'Brien, Mark, O'Brien and Dow. Hey, yeah, yeah. Just smaller bodies. But yeah, no, it's a good tweet as well. And the culture too as well is a big difference. Yeah, we, culture, it's fair. I think yeah. Luke Hodge, Fagan, um, David Noble was there. They really made a, a winning culture. No, it's a fair Whereas call. We, we really haven't had that injection of premiership winning experience. I mean, we had Kate Dixon and those likes, but they're not winners at heart. I'm like, like Hodges and Chris Fagan. Mm. Um, okay, now I'm, I'm keen to talk about this. Matthew Burgess. Any chance we can get a new boot sponsor? We fall over too many times each week at important times in the game. Now, you'd be... Now, now, I have to say this. There was a patch of grass on the the side opposite to the interchange bench on the half-forward flank towards the Carlton Cheer squad end. Right in front of me. Where you sit, I reckon, over 15 people slipped when the ball was in that vicinity it's during the game. It's clearly the marvel. I... 
I really don't like Marvel Stadium. <laughs> How yeah. much better is the G? Maybe we'll send an email of complaint this week. Go like really, you know, like let's whinge. The, the clear one was Cunningham. When, yeah, no, when they even Doherty did it a bit. Yeah, there was a definitely a Doherty one. I don't know. I just, I picked up on it. Like everyone was falling over in the same part of the ground. Um, the Doherty one hurt though. Yeah, sorry, it did. Try, some, this is this is some just good very positive. quickly yeah. with these questions. Obviously, blue baggers. I feel like I'm on play school narrating <laughs> all the, the type of no, reading. Well, I just want to say, if people think why haven't we answered their question, it's just probably because we've already answered it. Something similar. Um, so yeah, that's probably. I mean, we can't answer every single one because a lot of them are repetitive. Um, but yeah, if we're not answering your question, it's probably the reason why. That's back, my back to the narrator. That's my personal assistant. Um, <laughs> this is a good one from Bill. Trying to remain positive. We won three quarters, which is, I guess, something you can take out of the game. Because we weren't... What? We didn't, like... It wasn't doom and just, gloom. It wasn't, but it's just... it's We oh, we have to get out of this phase. It's just... Mm. I, can, I hate settling. For, like, oh. And how bad does I that Collingwood look, loss look no, now? Oh, they would have been 0-6. Mm. Christ. So annoying. Um, Alrighty. Doron Baruch, who we have a bit to do with as well. Send the question. Well. Betts needs to be out, as as does Levi. Doherty played a shocker, but got to back him in. Bring in Oes or Honey for Betts and anyone else for Levi who's going to provide something. Need to get the ball in Gov's hands more. He's a dead eye. He's a beautiful field kick, McGovern. Does this sweeping. You know I love the McGovern kick. The Betts ones. I reckon we've got to talk a bit more about Betts and his spot for next week. Adam, he- Adam give us your thoughts because we've, we've sort of touched on it. Eddie, does he keep his spot? And if he doesn't, who's taking it? Uh, Eddie, look, we, we know what Eddie can do. He's, he's a small forward, too much game experience, and he's got a lot of free smarts about him, but watching yesterday's game, it sort of, it gives me signals that the game's going past him slowly. I mean, that miss he had right in front, that really hurt me. Like, Eddie does not miss those. And um, we speak about depth, as you said, and we haven't really got anyone coming through exactly. I mean, Josh Honey, give him a go, but... He's still only 20 years old, and same as like Corey Durden, he's only, what, 19, 20. Yeah, I think Honey's um, 19. How did Durden yeah, play? Honey, I think he kicked four goals yesterday, was it? Three, four? Yeah. Or was something else? Yeah, he kicked two, yeah. No, well, yeah, so Honey, Honey's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, it's good to give the kids a go. Like, that's the only way you're going to know if they're any good or not. So, and Honey last, last year, he had, what, one game he was out? That was pretty stiff, I thought. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Adam... Really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. I want to give back to the bench another quick shout-out because you're doing great things. Uh, Adam Voglis is behind Back to the Bench TV. You can get around them on Instagram, especially at Back to the Bench TV. They do round reviews, guests, and fan cams. They're also on Facebook and Twitter, so check them out. Definitely check them out. I think my favorite content that you do, Adam, is your fan cams after the match at the at the ground, so... Really good work, mate, and we appreciate you taking the time to come out and join us today. Cheers, lads. Pleasure to be on and have a chat. And, Cheers, uh, mate. Hopefully, hopefully a big win this week. Go the Baggers. Go yes. Blues. All right, Blue Baggers, Adam Voglis. That was a good chat. Back to the Bench TV. He's doing good things. Bolt, just before we wrap up the show, team changes for next week. You're the coach. What changes are you making? Is Silvani ready? Silvani declared yesterday, he commentated the VFL yes. game, and he declared that he is hopefully going to be fit and ready to go. Let's let's 
because it's such a 50-50, let's do changes with and without him. All right. And without Parks? Yeah, Parks, I think, is still another week away. Same. Okay. I think they said one to two. I think Setterfield for Cottrell is one change. Yep. Um, oh, I reckon that's going to be it. And if Silvani's fit? Then Silvani will come in for either Betts or you know who could go out? I don't think they will, but is Nunes under threat? No, no. I wouldn't have thought so. Nunes played this ridiculous role yesterday on Zorko. I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. He was tagging Zorko for a bit. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. No, they, should, they, they, they shouldn't drop. They won't drop Nunes. Nunes so who does should Silvani- be playing purely on the wing. Let him do his thing on the wing. McGovern, that McGovern can't best. pinch it in the rack, can he? See, this is what I was going to say. Silvani what if- for Casbolt. Yeah, and what if McGovern plays Casbolt's role and Silvani plays McGovern's? Yeah, maybe. So if I'm the coach, I'm going Silvani and Setterfield for Cottrell and Casbolt. I just don't. I love what Levi's done, but I just don't. I just don't think we can do it for another no, week. No, no, it's. It's just I don't think we can carry him again. No. What I that's what I would do. What I think they will do is very different, though. I think yes. they'll literally just go Setterfield for Cottrell. Yeah. So I think we've. I think, is that if we sort of worked it out that Setterfield for Cottrell's the one confirmed change? That should, uh, that should be the change. And if Silvani's fit, then it's interesting. Do they give Eddie a rest? Mm. But Eddie lives for these games against nah, the Dons. Yeah. They, they have to play Eddie. It's a big week. If he's ever going to have a big game, it's this week. They have to play Eddie. And also, like an eight day break, they have to play Eddie. They'll put, yeah, I know. So who does Sauce come in for? It's a really tough one. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't. Um, oh, they might make bets the sub, and Kennedy drops out of the twenty three. Silvani onto the twenty into the twenty two. It's 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 He's weird. Given given only had five. Yeah, I know. Gibbons, Nunes, maybe in betweeners, who they'll probably give. Another, I don't know. It's a tough one. Probably just going to be set. They'll probably do set a field for Cottrell, and if Silvani's fit, maybe they make him the sub. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. Bolt, we're back midweek this week. Yep. Keep your eyes peeled, blue baggers, because this quarterly review is going to be big. We're going to dissect everything the list, the coaches, where the club's at. We're just going to go through everything. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for that show. And when it drops, Bolt, thank you very much once again. No worries. Always good to join you after the match to dissect what's unfolded. Blue Baggers, we'll be back to do it all again midweek. Big week. Two Essendon. Two Essendon. I hate them. I actually hate them. I hate them as well. No, nah, you've got no idea. <laughs> you've got no idea. I can't stand them. I always get into arguments with the office. Just, mm. Mm have to win this week we do I am going to be so angry <laughs> next Sunday <laughs> night when we record if we lose <laughs> oh goodness me uh, Bolt thank you Blue Baggers we'll be back midweek for our first instalment of our club reviews thank you very much for tuning into season 2 episode 9 of the Blues Footy Podcast they've been playing against the famous old Dark Blue.